reporters behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Yes, welcome into another episode of the Score North Taxi Squad, available on Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app, and youtube.com. My name is Jason Stormer, along with the usual cabbies on duty today. We got AJ Fredrickson back after a week off. He's back with us today, and Artis Woods as well. Gentlemen, allow me to put my hands on my face right now. Oh, my goodness. My football team is 0-3. I can't believe it. I really can't believe it. I can't believe we reached this point. I didn't think it was possible. I'm going to try to be optimistic today. Try to be optimistic today, but my team only has a 12% chance of making the playoffs now. Um, uh, AJ, how are you doing this week? Are you a little bit more optimistic than I? Well, I'll tell you what I am. I'm a lot better than I was last week. Let me let me explain to you really briefly my situation last week as to why I wasn't unable to join you guys for a plethora of reasons. One, I had already kind of... Um, agreed to be somewhere on Thursday night. We originally didn't plan to record on Thursday night, so that was an issue. But on Wednesday, I'm getting done with work and I get home and I'm start I'm starting to do stuff, right? It's about like two or two o'clock or so. I like I still got work to do, but all of a sudden internet not working, Wi-Fi is out, I had, you know, cables out, whatever. I'm like, what is going on? Everything is out. It goes by. There's an outage. Okay, Xfinity. They're going to have it done in like an hour. It'll be fixed. Xfinity is so bad, bro. Yeah, they're trash. And then it got pushed back another hour. And then it was two hours. And then I'm like, what is happening? Uh, somebody who I, one of my neighbors mentioned to me that apparently like a block over, like on the other side of houses, so I can't see it or whatever. There was a guy who just drove his truck into a telephone pole, knocked it over, disconnected wires that were attached to it and knocked out cable internet all that stuff for the entire neighborhood entire i did not have internet cable or nothing until friday at about two o'clock i had to read a book guys i had to read a what a what what what's a book (laughs) i had that's how i had to entertain myself it was i felt like a caveman i couldn't watch nfl all 32 footage i couldn't i couldn't watch anything it was brutal no yeah it's uh so i'm happy to be back but then of course on sunday the vikings go ahead and uh, bring my spirits right back down just tough and it was it was a close game and they they had a chance and brandon staley decides to give the vikings a golden opportunity to get their first win of the season and then I, I can't quite comprehend the 15, 16 seconds between picking up that fourth down conversion and then not calling it or not running up and spiking the ball, but instead just calling a play after 15 seconds of like no hustle and then forcing a ball to TJ Hawkinson, who is the highest paid tight end in the NFL. Should he catch that debatable? Am I expecting them to? I don't know, but I'm at least expecting if you're not going to catch it to bat it down, you know? But uh, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that we'll get dive into. But it was it was a I'm feeling okay now. But like the first hour after that game, I was just in disbelief, staring at the television. Yeah, that's rough, bro. Uh, And I have experience with Xfinity. (laughs) That is also terrible. I've been in their store a million times trying to update my Internet, upgrade my Internet. And it's been terrible. So especially for gaming. But, you know, it is what it is. Other than that, you know, it's better now. And I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm doing well. The Vikings, obviously, they can't stop turning the ball over, man. 
They just they just can't stop turning the ball over. And you know, you brought up Brian uh, uh, Staley, the guy for the Chargers head coach. He has to go. I don't know why he's still the coach there. Oh my goodness, he made one of those calls at the end of the game that is like, okay, if they get this first down, that was a great play call. So gutsy. Oh my gosh, they just iced the game. If you don't get it, considering all your history, you have to go. You guys are 0-2, 0-3 at the time. Like you, you guys, it's 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 done. It's it's done if you don't get this. They didn't get it, and then the Vikings, as you said, couldn't cash in. I don't know. We're gonna, like you said, we're gonna get into this, but like, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about the Vikings <laughs> right now, man. There's not a whole lot to say. I said last week, are we gonna need a shovel or an excavator to get out of this? Clearly, we need an excavator. Um, like I said at the top of the show, twelve percent only. Like t- there's a twelve percent chance that an zero three team makes the playoffs. I believe uh, only in like the NFL history, like only like I don't know five, six, or seven teams who started zero three actually made the playoffs. Everything seems broken right now, and yet, like I said, I'm going to try to be a little bit optimistic here because it's crazy some of the numbers that some of our players are putting up. Like, Kirk Cousins is still putting up insane numbers, record-pacing numbers. Justin Jefferson also record-setting numbers as well, yet somehow this offense has been so prolific, and yet somehow it is 0-3. It has just been an absolute disaster. I don't think that this defense is improving enough. Um, Byron Murphy... Man, I know that the Chargers wide receivers are fantastic. They are fantastic. And unfortunately, Mike Williams tore his ACL, so that's uh, that's going to hurt them a little bit. But, man, he was just – Keenan Allen had everything. That was one of the best Keenan Allen performances of all time. And just more than – even more so than the Eagles game. I mean, this looked like the secondary of the 2022 Minnesota Vikings all over again. And like you guys mentioned, the turnovers – this is now a trend. This is just this is a thing that this team is dealing with. Um, it was it appeared to be fluky within the first two games of the season, uh, but now I mean we're we're three games in and we're fumbling so much and and turning the ball over so much. I know that the Alexander Madison fumbles didn't technically count, but come on, we're still just incredibly worried about the ball security there. And now that we've had uh, two games too with uh, interceptions uh, in the red zone too, it's just. It's hard to comprehend this as a Minnesota Vikings fan. It's hard to find any optimism. Um, your division is still not that great. The Packers really squeaked out a win against the New Orleans Saints. Um, maybe if Derek Carr doesn't go down with an injury, maybe the Saints are able to win that ball game. Detroit uh, took care of business with Atlanta, but there's still some debate about what Atlanta is going to be this season. So your division still has a lot to prove, but I don't, I don't really think any of that really matters at this point, guys. You're you're zero three. People look at you the same as the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears. And if you had to ask me, I think the Vikings are a better team than both of those teams. But still, it it, it doesn't matter at this point. Um, this upcoming week against Carolina is the epitome of must-wins now. Um, I think you have to probably steal a game against San Francisco or Kansas City if you really want a shot at your season actually re- resulting in something. Because I don't think you even have a shot to get into the wild card at this point. And... And it would appear to guys that a lot of excuses have been made for how things kind of went down in this game, particularly with um, the very last play of the game. Um, I know you all have heard the the headlines about this Vikings fans, but 
Um, apparently, crowd noise was an issue at the final play of the game. Uh, we were kind of wondering why the Vikings weren't clocking the ball in that situation. Well, apparently, uh, Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell weren't able to communicate with themselves clearly about what they wanted to do. Kirk says uh, he just couldn't hear him uh, with the noise. Uh, he just ended up calling a play, and the play I called ended up being the same play he was trying to get. So I guess they were on the same page about that. But guys, I, I got to get your reactions to just another instance where the Vikings weren't able to overcome uh, whatever they were trying to overcome. In this case, trying to defeat the Chargers, come back from that game, a game that they played behind the whole time. And now we have our quarterback saying some things that have ruffled some feathers with the fan base about exactly just how much control we have over this thing. Um, what were your guys' reactions to hearing what Kirk Cousins had to say at the end of that game? I don't want to put everything on Kirk in the offense because the defense, as you stated, was abysmal. Mm. I mean, Herbert went out there and had a heck of a day. I mean, what is it, over 400 yards passing? Freaking Keenan Allen had 18 receptions. Like, like it was ridiculous. It was absolutely insane. Uh, Caleb uh, Evans had an interception in his hands. Mm. That bounces off of his hands, bounces off of his helmet into, you know, a receiver's arms for a touchdown. Like, moments like that, it's like, yo, come on, man. I don't want to harp on him because he felt bad in the moment, obviously. But it's like, yo, you got to catch that, bro. That's that's a game-changing play that you make right there while the Vikings still have the lead. Now, what the Vikings would have did with the ball when they got it back, who knows? But that's still a game-changing play. After that, now you're down. Now you're losing. But like you said, Jason, two opportunities, not just one, two opportunities in the red zone at the end of the game to ice it. One with like three minutes and 30 seconds left or around three minutes left, you turn the ball over on downs. That is what it is. The Vikings defense that I just talked about was so bad, found a way to get a stop. They got a stop. Got you the ball back within your own red zone again, in your own territory again. And I'm hearing about crowd noise at home. At home? Why, after you get the first down on fourth down, why is the first stop to your head to try to figure out what the next play is and not spike the ball? You have no timeouts. I would think that a guy that's been in the league for this long, your first thought should be let's spike the ball. Your first thought, especially if your first thought is let's let's see if we can get a playoff. I can't hear the play. I can't hear the play. I can't hear my coach. Let's just sit here and wait and see if I'll hear him in the next 20 seconds. Like, it, it, I, spike the ball. Just, yep. just, just spike the ball. Because if you spike the ball, you have multiple opportunities now at the red zone or at, the, at you know, multiple opportunities to score, basically. Multiple opportunities to get the ball in, in the end zone. So I, I can't put it all on Kirk, but at the end of the day, a quarterback of his stature, a quarterback with his talent, a quarterback with his intellect, a vet like him, the leader of the team on offense, I believe the leader of the entire team, if I'm being honest, should know in that situation he's been here before how to handle it. And he, I don't want to say he froze, but he kind of froze. And then when you do hike the ball and get a playoff, you throw an interception. And I know, you know, AJ, you said, you know, Hawkinson maybe should have caught that. I don't even like the pass. You threw the ball in like double coverage. <laughs> that's like an extremely tight window pass that you had to gun in there. Like that's not even a like obviously you like might a, not be it was able to a get seven a seven yard fastball. Like, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. like that's not a ball like, you throw seven yards out. That's a ball you throw to some guy who's twenty yards out. Like I mean, you're yeah. blinking I, I, and it's in your face. 
It, 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 I don't. I, I don't really. Hawkinson maybe should have caught that, but I don't necessarily blame him for not being able to reel that in because that's a tough pass to make. Yeah. You know, in or a tough catch to make in traffic. Like it was yeah. congested, and like you said, if that ball gets tipped, yeah, it's a pick, which it was. So, I mean, at the end of the day, he's he's paid to make that type of play at the end of the game. Kirk Cousins get the ball in the end zone once. You had two opportunities in the red zone and couldn't get it done with the game on the line. Mm-hmm. My Yo, biggest those, take- those are my thoughts. My biggest takeaway is why is a 36-year-old veteran quarterback, 35-year-old, excuse me, veteran quarterback not able to just make the decision, yeah, hey, Kevin, I'm sorry. We can't really hear each other. Even if you can hear each other, you got to be the quarterback. And like you said, the leader throughout the entire team, take hold of the situation. You know what the right play is. The other team just gave you the ball doing the exact opposite thing of what they should have. You don't be them. Spike the ball. Even if Kevin O'Connell's in here saying, run this play, blah, blah, blah. There's two. I would. The, yeah. what, the exploration, explanation I heard um, in the post-game presser that uh, KOC did was like, they wanted to run something so that they could have the advantage of possibly not having uh, the Chargers be able to like get the right personnel out there and set up in a formation or a scheme that they that they felt comfortable in to defend in that kind of closer quarters situation. Um, frankly, I don't like it. I don't like it. If you are a team, let's say the Cardinals, you have not the you really don't have the same type of offensive weapons that the uh, Minnesota Vikings do, right? I like to think that if that situation, you run it a hundred times. You spike the ball, you get three attempts. The Vikings defense, or excuse me, the Vikings offense is that much better than the Chargers defense to where if they run that situation a hundred times where you're giving yourself three options to just score, to win the game, 95% of the time they do. That might be that might, that might be me, uh, me reaching for the stars there and being a little overconfident, but you have... Justin Jefferson. You have Jordan Addison, who has already shown he is a very skilled route runner. I stud. have, I He's have faith in him mm-hmm. to create some separation in those close quarters. You have TJ Hawkinson, who is a red zone threat. Like I know, obviously, it's a little ironic that I'm saying that after what we saw on the final play on Sunday, but. He's a guy that he gets paid to for those type of situations. You don't do something to like get him in an ISO to where he can just snag over some shorter DB. Um, the, the running game surprisingly looked good. It was <laughs> somewhat refreshing all day. Alexander Madison got out. Ty Chandler even got a couple big, uh, big runs off at times. It, it's just crazy to me that they didn't want to just slow things down, draw up. Hey, here's plan A. Here's B. Here's C. If we don't, you know, if we don't score here, second or third and goal, I guess, here's what we're running, fourth and goal, here's what we're running. You have these opportunities, but you decided to rush it. And let's say you do score, not that they probably would have percentage-wise, but you're giving them the ball back. Like, I I, I just, it's just such, it's, I'm so befuddled by the decision (laughs) there. It, it, and I am very much in the sense of one, instance one plane does not dictate a win or a loss obviously it was the deciding factor at the end of the day but a pick earlier a fumble earlier another fumble earlier that could have been avoided 
an interception, a, you know, don't let the ball hit off your face and bounce into Josh Palmer's hands as he walks into the end zone. There's a lot of stuff that swung the opposite way of the Vikings. We're just left with such a sour taste after that final play because it's just so disgusting to watch when everybody and their mother sitting on the couch at home is like, why did they not clock the ball? That's, that's my one thing. Um, and granted, that's why we're sitting on the, on our couches and not on the sidelines calling plays, but it's just, it common sense is called common sense for a reason. That's, that's what, that's what I'll say. Common sense reigns true. Sometimes you just have to do what you're expected to do. And what you're expected to do in that situation is spike the ball and take three shots at the end zone. That's my, that's my, yeah. And to quickly add to your point before you go real quick, Jason, his explanation of he didn't want those guys to get set up and get the right personnel on the field, X, Y, Z. What are you afraid of? At that point in the game, who what cares? What are you afraid of? They you're about to this, lose. You're, you're not competing against the Dallas Cowboys defense. You're not competing not, against Bill Belichick. This is, this not, is not the this is Super Bowl the, winning Bears defense. This is not Mike dude, because Bears dude, defense. This is the Chargers with Brandon Staley. Dude, I just don't this, understand. Literally, before this game, what was they, the 31st ranked defense in yes. football? Yeah. We this talked dude, about it, yeah. It's arguably the worst defense in the league. What are you afraid? I don't care who you have out there. We're going to score. We have a better offense. We can score. I don't care who's on the field. I don't care who you have to put out here. There's nobody that you can put out here that's going to stop us from getting in this end zone. Especially so if we have time to draw up a play. But again, again, Kirk, there's no reason why his first thought, even if it's, let me hear what the coach has to say, your second immediate thought should be, okay, let's spike the ball before too much time runs off the clock. It it didn't make sense, man. It, it just didn't make sense. All would have been forgiven if, you know, Hawkinson maybe caught the ball or he threw the ball, dumped the ball down to, to Alexander Madison, who was open, and Madison made a quick play to get into the end zone. All would have been forgiven. We might have still been like, that was a little, uh, little ugly, but you got it done. Yeah. But to do all of that and then the explanations at the end and a loss, now sitting at on three, and and honestly, do you want to continue to be competitive at this point, or do you want to just look towards That's the, the draft? question I was about to pose? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, do you want to still? Because because you're gonna play some teams coming up here, the Chiefs, the Forty ers You're gonna play, you know, the Bengals. Hope you know maybe Burrow's on the field at that time, maybe not. Detroit is competitive this year. You still play them t- uh, twice. Jordan Love is competitive this year. You still play him tw- twice. The way you're losing these games, you're going to lose a lot more. Let's just mm-hmm. be honest. So, like, what's the point in trying to be competitive and not having a high draft pick just for the sake of being competitive? Yeah. Um, at this point, it's it, – I mean, that's all the rage on Twitter right now and everything. Just like, t- what, 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 clank for Caleb or something. Clank for Caleb Williams or something like that. You know what I mean? Um yeah, you gosh, you just expect more um, from your head coach, who is an offensive-minded head coach, and like you said, AJ, quarterback who's been in the league for this long, or maybe Artis said that, excuse me. And you just kind of oh, actually the the rumor is um, I wasn't at the game or anything, but the rumor is that the noise that the crowd was making at the end was them yelling at the offense to spike the ball. So Kirk, if, if Kirk KOC, if you didn't get the message across to each other, guess what? The rest of the fans were doing that just fine. That's ridiculous. I know. I I just don't get it. Um, 
I don't know what has gone into the preparation of this season for them to just get to this point. We all expected regression. We all expected this not to be a 13-win team again. I think everybody expected that. Our record predictions indicated that. It's just, it's fallen off the face of the earth so hard that it's just, like I said, it's hard, hard to comprehend and, and it's hard to be hopeful. Um, like I mentioned, your division ain't great, so maybe you can salvage this. If you sweep your division, maybe, just maybe, you can claw back into this thing, but that is that is going to take a whole lot of effort that I just don't like, think this Minnesota Vikings team can muster up. Claw back point. in it and do what? Make the, the wild card and lose in that first game, artist. That's pretty much the the that's pretty much the highest peak of which this season I think can reach we, at this point. And we got to ask ourselves, is that worth it? Exactly. And the problem is, is and this is the argument, is that you want to keep things competitive with J.J., but we don't know what J.J.'s thinking for this contract extension. We don't know exactly if he wants to play with a well-established quarterback during his prime or if he would be open to being on a team that has financial flexibility and would have a rookie-scale contract quarterback. We're not really sure. Um, obviously, he has time to figure that out, but... Um, that 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 would be my main concern is that I still would like to keep the season mildly competitive if it means JJ will resign. But again, I'm not in his head. Maybe he's also like, man, maybe we just need to stink this season so we can be better for the next two, three, or four. I I don't really know. Um, I I look if we're gonna address any Kirk Cousins trade rumors, um, he's got a no trade clause. I think really the only team that would really be open to training him would be the Jets for obvious reasons. The Zach Wilson thing just clearly isn't working out and they have a really good roster. Um, Problem is guys, I think the likelihood of that happening is pretty much near zero. Even if the Vikings continue to not play well, uh, I just, I just think Kirk's not the kind of guy that would want to uproot himself during the season, not only himself um, because he's already firmly established in this offense. He's got his family here and everything like that. I just would have a hard time believing it. But if this keeps tracking the way it is tracking, if you lose to Carolina, and my goodness gracious, <laughs> if you lose to Carolina, oh my gosh, then um, look, we're talking about it now, but we're going to only, th- this conversation is only going to ramp up even more. I mean, what do you guys think? Are you on the side where we should still try to keep something going here? Or should we really just try to go all in on 2024 at this point? I'll let you go, AJ. It's so first hard off, right I think, now. I think the no. I'm for, first off. No, um, a loss to Carolina would be so devastating, so 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 devastating. But I think it all also is dependent on say like what the New York Jets do this weekend. If Zach Wilson looks really really bad again, and then he looks really really bad again. Then I mean you you, you got to feel the call, and I feel like I feel like the willingness to trade for Kirk Cousins is a much is much higher than the willingness to trade him away as of this very moment on September twenty seventh. Um, like the Vikings, once again on paper, are uh, arguably a pretty well constructed team. This offense is fantastic. Kirk Cousins, like you said at the top of the show, Jason, he's leading the league in passing yards. JJ, as of this moment, is leading the league in receiving yards. Um, I saw he's on Kirk is on pace for like 51 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and I forget how many yards, but like I think like a lot. 
like four or five thousand yards is what somebody projected out. Um, yeah. it, it's there's a lot of questions in the defense, but this offense is just so good to just be like, all right, we just you know we have to give up. Um, but it's it'd be so for how much. I think the fan base and just like the narrative around him has been, he's not able to do it. It isn't all it's not on. It's not on him. I, yeah, I'm not going to say Kirk Cousins is the, is the issue right now. He's not in maybe in past situations. Yes. Right now. He's not the, he's not the issue. Um, the like maybe a small percentage of it, but they're just turning the ball over too much. And, uh, the defense just does not – it's it, it it looks okay at times, but then there's other times where I'm just like, what is happening with with this? Or why are we getting ran uh, – why is DeAndre Swift emerging from a cave that he was in for like eight months straight and then putting up 200 yards on the ground against it? It's, it's crazy. Um, it all – I would – I'll say this. If they get to, if they get five weeks into the season and they only have one win, and the one win is not like a Dolphins smackdown where they mm-hmm. put up seventy on a team, that's an exaggeration. But then, <laughs> yeah, you you gotta you gotta actually seriously consider making some sort of a move. Um, our guy Thor actually had an unbelievable like. Here's the here's the path. <laughs> if you really want Caleb Williams and it's uh trade Kirk to the, I'll see if I can pull it up here. I, I'm going to get it wrong, but um, it's yeah, that you, 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 this is a long ramble because I, I have a lot of thoughts on it and none of them are very cohesive, obviously, but um, like this football team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, to, to sum it up, I would, I'm not, I'm not saying I would not trade Kirk cousins. But right now I'm saying I would not trade Kirk Cousins. It's it's three games. Do I think they're going to win out? No, not a, not a chance. But do I think that three losses to start the season automatically says this team is done for and they're not going to make the playoffs? No, it's going to make it really tough because they're already in a hole, but they can put the shovel down and start digging them in. Well, that kind of cancels the bell, but they can start climbing out of that hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, the bears for as many weapons as they oh my gosh. Fields, as people are disaster. Saying, they they are just the, couldn't handle the pressure of playing in front of Taylor Swift. Let's be honest. They just got too nervous. They're you know a disaster. I mean? yeah. The Packers. I don't know how they pulled that one out against the Falcons, but I'll give them credit. Jordan love. He looks like the guy. I'm not sure like how mm. good of a guy, but he looks like the guy that they can be confident in. And I think that's really all the Packers franchise needs right now. And he'll continue to get better and better, which oh, I think it just felt a part of me die inside saying, that, but it, <laughs> it's, it's, they, they just look like they just know how to turn these guys out. Um, and, the, and the lions, I'm not fully convinced they're the real deal for like, you know, yet, but uh, you know, they, they sure look a lot better than they have in past years. So it's going to be a tough, uh, the Vikings have the power to make it a three-team race for the division title, but they really need to start sooner than later. They have to do it this weekend. I like we'll 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 preview it here at some point coming up, like probably fairly shortly, actually. But uh they they need to get 
a convincing win over the next week or two. Otherwise, I'm thinking, move on, move on, start selling, and let's, uh, you know, Caleb Williams, USC, baby. These are my quick thoughts. I'll try to make it quick so we can get to the preview and then the prediction. Mm -hmm. So this is Kirk Cousins last year under contract, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So there is a real possibility that Kirk Cousins, say they, they come back and they win the division and they get to the playoffs and they lose in a wild card round or they win a playoff game, but then they lose in a divisional round or the case may be. There's a real possibility that he could turn around and lead walking free agency. My question was my question now is the same question I have for the Timberwolves. What is the goal? Is the goal to make the playoffs and win a playoff game? Is the goal to win a division? Or is the goal to win the Super Bowl? Because then I have three different answers. If the goal is to win a Super Bowl, I'm trading Kirk Cousins. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to let him walk for nothing like that. I think that's I don't think that's smart. Um, and I don't believe Kirk Cousins. He's not the reason why the, these games are being lost. But the problem that I've noticed with Kirk Cousins is he's not the type of quarterback that can overcome when the team is not doing what it's supposed to do. That's that's the issue. If he was the type of guy to overcome and find a way to win games like that against the Chargers, then, OK, you hold on. But like you have so many issues that you need to let him go because he's not going to overcome anything and you need to get as much back as you can to fill the holes that need to be filled and try to go get a quarterback in a draft. That's 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 what I believe because I think, and I can't speak for Vikings fans, but I would believe by now you want a Super Bowl. You at least want a Super Bowl berth. You at least want to get back to an NFC Championship game. And so far, this offense, as potent as it is, we kind of know this team is not going to get there. So once you know that as early as you know it now, it's actually a good thing because you can start planning for the future. And the ownership has already started to kind of plan for the future because they haven't extended them. They kind of know yep. which direction they want to go in already before the season started because if they wanted to keep them, they would have extended them already. And so I would, this weekend, I, I, don't, I don't know how much stock I will put into this specific game if the goal is to win the Super Bowl because no matter what, if you beat, if you beat, you know, the Panthers, that's not going to change mm-hmm. nothing besides your division standings, maybe, if that. Um, it's not going to change how you feel about the postseason. The Panthers aren't a, aren't a playoff team. They're not a team that's going to make a run. It's not like you're beating the Niners or, you know what I mean, a team at the top. I, I, I think, personally, I think I have seen enough. I'm not saying completely just tank, but, like, I don't know, bro. I think I think I think if I want to win a Super Bowl and make a run, really make a run with the talent that I have, this window I have, I'm making that move. Now, I'm not trading him without having a conversation with Justin Jefferson first. Yes. I'm going to him first and saying, look, bro, this is what we're thinking. This yeah. is how we want to move. This is how we want to proceed. We want to get you a ring. We want to compete for championships. This is the path we believe we want to go down to do it. If he says, I want to keep Kirk, Resign Kirk because <laughs> I'm not letting go of Justin <laughs> Jefferson. But if he's if he's like, all right, cool, you know, I'm with it, then I'm making a move, making a move at that point. And if we project the schedule out for the next four weeks, we got Panthers, Chiefs, Bears, 49ers, right? You're probably two and five. Are you going to feel any better at 0 and three than you do two and five about the optimism of the season turning around? The answer is no. And then you got Green Bay and Atlanta the next week, uh, next two weeks, two more tough row games. And so it's just, 
I'm allowing things to play out. I think it's, I, I mean, the speculations and the trade rumors are going to go crazy anyway on the internet, but I think it's too early to try to make a move on Kirk Cousins. Now, if the Jets came calling and just offered something that we couldn't refuse, then I'd be open to that conversation for sure. I would expect Quazy to be very hesitant for that. And also, again, Kirk's got that no trade clause. It's all, it's really it's really up true. to him. Very true. I mean, we could we could keep losing ball games, and Kirk would keep saying, nah, no, I want to play this season out. And as of right now, I mean, if how did he get the no trade clause? Because he's a quarterback. Well, the so thing all is, quarterbacks, I'd, all quarterbacks I, don't I have assume, that, right? I assume I would assume a lot of them get that. I would assume really? a lot of them get that. Yeah, I um, th- that's I don't, I don't think clause is a big deal. But. I don't see him not waving it though. He's he's not getting any younger. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Kirk is all about maximizing his value, right? He is putting up insane stats, and if those numbers keep up, even if the Vikings keep losing, I think that will matter more to him than any potential winning or playoff success I, I i hate to say that out loud but i actually i mean it's a contractor for kirk cousins he knows that he wants to put up insane amount of numbers he is doing that right now it just so happens to be on a losing ball club and i would assume at his age being a quarterback that he'd be like oh no i don't care about my stats i care about winning and that would be the most important thing to him but again we saw the videos of this guy uh, behind the scenes when he was signing that contract with the vikings he basically had the jets and the vikings on phone calls simultaneously be like bargaining it individually with them at the same time this dude he knows how to make his money. He's very financially smart. And so if that is his end game, then it actually would make sense for him not to use that no trade clause if he keeps putting up these record pacing numbers, just even a, if that just doesn't make any sense. Just a oh, quick Google. Oh, go ahead. Just, just a quick, quick Google search. This could be accurate. It could not. But there's not a lot of quarterbacks with a with really? no trade. Okay. You got Jalen Hurts, you got Dak Prescott, okay. you got Josh Allen, you got Deshaun Watson, you got Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes, and then Kirk Cousins. Okay. I think so that's been like, a trend more lately that they've been getting them because those are all guys that have signed contract extensions within the last couple of years. So really quick before we should preview uh, Sunday's game, I'll counter what you just said, Jason, with he's all about maximizing Kirk Cousins. What would maximize him more than going to the biggest market out there, New York City, New Jersey, um, (laughs) and being on a team where he's expected to fill the shoes of Aaron Rodgers and make a run? What what maximizes his potential more than Kirk Cousins' Super Bowl winner? Nothing. if, If stuff continues here, I don't. I I just don't see it as a. You know, he, he, there's only so much money that you can have that makes you feel good. You know, I, I would imagine like, obviously (laughs) at a certain (laughs) threshold, at a certain threshold, you're like, okay, we're just, we're just good. And he's going to make money. Like he's still putting up these numbers, but I, I, I want to believe that cousins in the deepest part of his soul is like, God, I really, really, really want to win something. And I think that would be the move to do it. And I, I just have a hard time believing that there's no shot that he waves a no trade. I, I think he would be tempted if there's an actual good offer on the table for the Vikings to accept. And they have a conversation about, Hey, here's what we got. Do you want to do this or no? I feel like he would, I think he would heavily consider it, but let's, let's preview Sunday. Yes. Let's preview Sunday. 
the Battle of 0-3 is uh, again this Sunday between the Minnesota Vikings and the Carolina Panthers. As we're recording this on Wednesday, September 27th, the line right now is four under for the Vikings with an over-under of 45-and-a-half. Looking at the injury report right now, a lot of questionable tags for Minnesota Vikings players. Garrett Bradbury, again, dealing with that back. Not sure if he's going to go again this week. Uh, Marcus Davenport, again, wondering when he is going to get on the field. I didn't realize, guys, that he actually made it on the field for the Eagles game for a few snaps at the very beginning, but then he was pulled off the field right away. Didn't even see the number zero out there. I didn't even realize that he played. Uh, Patrick Jones, Byron Murphy, and Josh Metellus also with questionable tags and over for the Panthers. Miles Sanders has a questionable tag. Um, They've got some secondary issues right now because J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson are both injured and Shaq Thompson went down with a season-ending injury as well, uh, not that recently. Maybe some uh, issues on the offensive line. Looks like their tackle, uh, Taylor Moton, uh, questionable as well. But gentlemen, we we said it already. I mean, if you do not win this game, your your season is over. And I think after that, we can dive into a ton about recklessly speculating about which players uh, maybe should be moved off the Minnesota Vikings, previewing more 2024, previewing 2024 draft picks. But the season still needs to be played out. We still got plenty of time. We are refacing Adam Thielen coming back for his revenge game against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, guys, what do you think uh, just the Vikings need to do in this game to actually get their first W of the season? Top 10, the Panthers have a top 10 pass defense. Their rush, de- their rush defense is awful, 28th. So, again, I know the Vikings are not fond of running the ball a lot, but I think they should run the ball a lot in this game because the Panthers cannot stop the run. At all, um, offensively, defensively, man. I mean, just get enough stops. Just, just get enough stops. I don't believe in the Carolina Panthers' offense whatsoever. No disrespect to anybody on the roster. I think Adam Thielen, who's coming off of a pretty big game last week, may have a good game this week. Um, but I expect Brian Flores to coach a much better defensive game and slow them down offensively enough to the point where the Vikings offense can get the ball, short fields, and take off and take over in this game. By running the football, obviously they're going to throw the football as well some. But, I mean, when you're going up against a team where they're top 10 in one category and they're 28th in the other, I prefer to attack the category where you're 28th. So I expect Ty Chandler and Alexander Madison, who I'm hoping can redeem me, all right, come on, all right, come on, Madison. Nice week last week, decent. You know, the fumbles didn't count. The fumbles didn't count. Hold on to it. You know, hold on to it. I'm hoping him, those two guys, can have a pretty good week. Maybe I don't know if Cam Akers will be available this week. I'm not sure about that. I'm just kind of throwing that out there, so don't quote me on it. Um, but running backs by committee, running by committee. I feel like that should be the goal. That should be their go-to. That should be their the first thing that they look to do. And then you know, pass when it's there. Obviously, don't not pass the ball. Again, but they can't stop the run, abuse that. And I think it should be, should be, <laughs> should, should be an easy victory this week. Hopefully, hopefully, because the Panthers are not that at all. Like, this is the worst team they've played so far. I thought they should have beat Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay has a pretty good defense and they're two on one now, you know. I understand. I mean, I didn't expect them to lose to the Chargers, but I mean, it is Herbert. So, I mean, you know, he can score. He can put up points. He can get yards. He doesn't turn the ball over a ton. So, I mean, you could kind of understand that, even though they should have won the game. And the game against Philadelphia, you also could have won if you didn't turn the ball over as much. So, but those games, you 
even though you could easily be 3-0 and and you're on three right now, I can kind of understand it. This is an easy game to win, in my opinion. It should be an easy game for them to win. I've this is a one before. This is a must-win <laughs> game. I, I think this is, what, three? This will be the fourth week in a row that I've said this is a must-win game, and they continue <laughs> to let me down. It is insane. The, the, the 0-3 in must-win games. It is <laughs> so stupid. Um, <laughs> the, the, I hate football. I, I, artist, I agree with everything you said, but I am going against this team in the sense of, like, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to yeah, be a yeah. grind. It's going to be a last second field goal by Greg Joseph and everybody. It's going to doink the upright and barely go in or something like that. Um, this is going to be such a close game. Just based on what we've seen, I have no, I have no faith in this team. If they lose, I'm going to be numb <laughs> to it. I'm going to be numb to it. I don't. If if they don't want to be serious, I won't be serious. You know. Yeah. It, they're pure comedy football. You are turning the ball over. It seems every other drive. What? Just hold, just hold on to it. Do I? Yeah. You. We need to do what um what Denzel Washington did in uh remember the Titans. He gave <laughs> he gave Pete the ball and he made him run an entire mile. And he will run every foot of that mile holding this oh. ball. You will not drop this ball, Petey. Dude, I want okay. everybody walking around the TCO Performance Center. Everyone walking around the the Vikings locker room. You. I don't care if you're a lineman, a long snapper, offensive. Don't. I don't care. Pick up a ball. You're carrying it around. Put glue on your hands. I don't care. Hold on to the ball. I cannot watch this team turn over the ball multiple times. I will give you one from like a hard hit. And, and you know, you're, the, the teams are going to force fumbles. But when you have multiple week after week after week, it's a just unacceptable. Um, this game is going to be so close. I'm going to, are we doing final predictions right now? Like score predictions? We can. Yeah, yeah we absolutely. Can. Why not? If you want to hit it off, go right ahead. I'm going to say Vikings. 27 Panthers 24 okay wow which by I, the way it's not that close and man. I it hurts me to say that because I have no yeah. faith no faith whatsoever you. but it's the Panthers and it's a must-win game you have to win just for the sake of salvaging a little bit of pride by the way, AJ, you should have just let me and artist roll with that prediction of uh, we picked the Chargers for you last week, but then yeah. you sent the video. They sent the video in at the that very was, last second. We got you in. If you would have sent that five minutes later, you would have looked like a genius this week. Yeah. So that yeah, is, we thought we were sending you off, bro. Yeah, we were like, oh yes, we're scheming here, yeah. <laughs> plotting against AJ. Oh, uh, yeah. Look, it's going to be another close game for the Minnesota Vikings, win or lose. Now it looks like that Bryce Young is going to play in this game. He got a practice in today. Uh, and Andy Dalton played last week for them in Seattle, and they ended up losing. Um, things have been a little rocky for the rookie quarterback. He's still getting into the swing of things, obviously, dealing with some injuries, too, um, especially coming off uh, a week where he didn't play. I'm expecting Brian Flores uh, to blitz a ton. I know he already blitzes a ton anyway, but I expect him to dial it up, especially if maybe there's some issues on that offensive line at the tackles for um, uh, Carolina, you can definitely maybe get something with your cornerbacks or your safeties to come in on those blitzes if possible. Uh, Adam Thielen, though, yes, he did have a pretty darn good game uh, this past one against the Seattle Seahawks, and he's already said that it's going to feel like a playoff game playing against the Minnesota Vikings. He is definitely going to have a little bit of extra juice in this one, but 
Gosh, I'm just going to make this prediction because I want the Vikings season to continue on. I want to continue to be able to talk about potentially a winning football team on this program. I don't want to talk about the draft already. That That's no fun for me. So I'm going to predict that the Minnesota Vikings, oh boy, I can't believe I'm doing this again. I'm going to predict that the Minnesota Vikings get a win in Charlotte. The final score, yeah, it's going to be a close one. It's going to be 25 to 20. Minnesota Vikings get the W over at the Panthers. 31-17 Vikings. <laughs> Holy, cow. Holy cow. 31-17 Vikings. Okay. All right. I'm going to predict. I'm trying to manifest this, y'all. Yes. I'm going to predict double-digit victories until I see one, and then maybe I'll go back to the close. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> then maybe oh, I'll boy. go back wow. to the close, like, you know, okay, it. this is going to be close. No. Yes. Blow these guys out. Yes. That's not really a blowout, but it kind of is. 14-point victory. Or is that 14? Is that, yeah, it's 14 points. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, not good at math. They, yeah, if they win by that much, I'm popping champagne. Seriously. <laughs> no, I love it. All right. yes. Bryce Young, I, I, have, I have faith in Bryce Young as a young quarterback. But, you know, young quarterback against Brian Flores? Like, I know this defense <laughs> isn't, you know, amazing, obviously. But, I mean, yeah. yo, Brian Flores is a very experienced defensive coordinator that can feast on a young quarterback like Bryce Young, who just a couple weeks ago was lining up under the wrong person trying to get the snap. Yeah. <laughs> like, I respect it, but yo, I mean, come on. Kurt- yeah, hey, hey, get it get it done, Brian. Get it done. Fluster him, you know, get the sacks, turn the ball over, 31-17 Minnesota Vikings. W. Bringing over that 3-0 and Eagles energy over to Minnesota. I love it. I love it. We need some of those good vibes right now. Uh, if they lose, though, we're going to look like fools. <laughs> we're all going to be one in three I don't think on this season. I, I don't I think we are, though. Because, I, I mean, you, the Vikings have enough talent. To, the I Vikings know. the Vikings should be 3-0, and oh, bro. I they know, should be 3-0, and oh, bro. They shouldn't have lost to the Eagles. They shouldn't uh, have lost week one to Tampa Bay. And they dang sure shouldn't have lost last week with the game on the line twice in a row. Like, they should be 3-0. and oh. Skull, baby, skull. All right, guys, we got like less than a couple minutes before I got to actually hop on 1500 for a baseball game. So you guys got any final thoughts before we send the listeners off on their lovely way? Brian Flores, get it done. <laughs> what did you just said a second ago. To 17. <laughs> what, to, what to say it again. Get it done. 31 17. Because the, 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 the offense isn't a problem besides the turnovers. Let me take that back. That is part of So don't turn the ball over. And Brian Flores, get it done. 31 17. Vikings. That's yeah. my last word. I want to say it one last time. I don't even want to say anything. That was perfect. I, I'll what, <laughs> ditto to what Artis said. Get it done. <laughs> Uh, triple ditto to what artists say. Get her done. Get her done. Uh, and last thing I'll say, uh, AL Central champion, Minnesota Twins. Way to go. You did it. Now win a playoff game. That's all I got to say. All right. Well, thank you for watching and listening to another episode of the Score North Taxi Squad, available on Spotify, Apple, ScoreNorth.com, uh, Score North YouTube channel, obviously, as well, and Score North mobile app. Uh, hey, uh, if you want to join us for a little uh, football viewing party, uh, Score North's going to be at Park Tavern on Sunday from 11 to 4. You can watch the Vikings-Panthers game with all of your favorite Score North personalities. I intend on being out there. Hopefully, AJ and Artis will be able to join as well. Come hang out. We'll talk football, drink some beer, eat some appetizers, maybe get a little bowling in because park tavern has some bowling we'll see I just love, come on off, over real quick i love park tavern that's where we it's go. the best that's, that's the, it's post, the best my post uh wiffle ball game activities all the guys from the league goes there they have great food great beer um hopefully yes. hopefully the spirits will be up with the vikings win so let's yes absolutely cool. so please join us get it done
Yes, get it done. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jason Stormer, AJ Fredrickson, Artist Woods, thank you again so much, everybody, for watching and listening to another episode of Taxi Squad. We will catch you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.